start from the beginning because that is neat. there we go wow that's hitting good this morning ladies and gentlemen let's take a good fucking nasal breath get it below the belly button grab yourself fucking little refreshment and suck that thing down might do a bag of smoke this morning Now, if that doesn't make you move, I don't know what does. Episode 72 here. Um, in the link, there'll be the weekly newsletter. I think it's the number 10. We've been doing it every week. So you just subscribe, and each week you get a newsletter of um, shit I'm reading, updates, some of the gems that I think that we should put in there from the podcast. So if you don't have time to listen to the podcast each week, you can check out the newsletter in the link, and they'll send you an email each week of some good shit. So... Uh, um, yeah, that's it. And uh, and then also Patreon, patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy if you want to support the pod. If not, then uh, click the subscribe button, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing uh, we're doing good. We're growing here. So in a minute here, we got um, my friend uh, Troy Casey. He's a certified health nut on YouTube. Um, he's the author of this book, Ripped at 50. He'll be here in a second, so we'll get to that. Uh, some Twitter juice. It looks like Aljo's hurt, huh? Rumor has it, Aljo hurt. So let's see what he says real quick. You guys are probably wondering if we're going to fight or not. The fight's supposed to be myself and Henry Cejudo. That's, I think that's all said and done. It's whether or not I could compete with this torn bicep again, going through another training camp with a torn bicep against a guy who can, who's stronger in the wrestling department, who will use this his... This is Aljamain Sterling, ladies and gentlemen, the current champion. Wrestling more with inside leg trips, double legs, high crotches, and trying to run the pipe into these lifts. <sighs> where TJ probably, you know, he just shoots and does these trips. It's a little bit different. This is more of a style where I can see myself jacking up underhooks, pressing him against the cage. I'm going to need this bicep to compete at 100%. And I don't take Henry Cejudo lightly, even though I did lay out all the ways that I could win. And do that for 25 minutes. I got to make sure I'm in shape. And it's hard to get in shape when I have this thing compromising me the entire time. Yes, I can run. Yes, I can do sprints. Those are all cool. But I need to make sure I have the grappling endurance to go 25 minutes. With a guy like Henry. He's smaller. So his condition is going to be a little bit better. Because he's not going to be cutting as much weight as I'm going to be cutting. So I'm already compromised coming in. Yeah, oh, you just go up a weight class. Guys, it's not that easy. The guys that are at 45 are cutting down almost as... Troy, Tim. what's up, brother? How's it going, brother? Hey, you can sneak your way through those cords. What's up, man? And my assistant, Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Uh, and then let me hit the head real quick. W- what are you going to hit? Bathroom. Oh, I hit it, bro. It's right around the corner to the left. Okay. Continue on here. Same amount of weight as I am. So I leave one problem to go up to 145 and deal with a different kind of problem. Size. Weight. 
When I fight, I only weigh about 151 to 152 pounds, sometimes 53. Um, but it's that's not very heavy in comparison to what I walk around at. This morning, I was 64 and a half. I was happy with that. My weight's coming down a little bit, but that's because I grappled. But again, it's it's hurting me. So it's like I'm healing, then I'm getting messed up again. And I'm like trying to see where I'm at to see, is it real? So this makes things interesting. I mean, how long is he going to put that off? Because these biceps, I have, I've, I've had the torn bicep on both biceps, the same thing he's talking about, he's dealing with. And there's partial tears and then there's full tears. Full tears, both of them, I, I fully tore them. They tear right here at the elbow and the, the bicep crawls up your, your shoulder. And those are full tears. But a partial tear you can train through, but it is a bitch. Like when I fought on the Ultimate Fighter, I had a three-fourths partial tear on my bicep, so I couldn't throw my left hook. Um, it took a lot of the power away, and then in that fight, it completely ripped off and rolled up my shoulder. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, but he is right. I mean, he needs to grapple, but it's going to make... We have hungry guys ready to fight. We have Cheeto ready to go, Corey ready to go, Sugar ready to go, Henry ready to go. Um, Henry already... Or Sugar already said, okay, if Aljo can't fight, let's do the interim belt with Henry and I in March. So we're going to find out. It's going to be end of the day it's going to be up to the ufc to be like okay we're going to sit and wait for another three months for aljo but the thing is these the, if he really wants to fix his bicep tendon those surgeries take six months to recover they're not easy recoveries they're long fucking recoveries they have to take your bicep tendon at the elbow drill a hole through your forearm take the tendon and put it through that hole put a tab on the end of it and then and then flip the tab sideways so then your bicep tendon heals back and it can grow stronger. So it's going to be interesting for the bantamweight division. I'm sure we'll find out in the next two weeks uh, what's going to go on and what's going to happen with it. Uh, like I said, I think Brennan Schwab said I, that Dane is worried about some other shit right now. He's he's worried about some uh, the whole slapping shit. And uh, so I bet we'll get a lot of announcements in the next couple of weeks. But that, that makes things interesting. Aljo's definitely not as big as he we think he was or is so pretty average but we'll get to that mma news here in a little bit i got my friend uh troy casey he's the certified health nut on instagram and certified health nut on youtube um wh where did i first meet you troy I i've been familiar with you for a long time and then you saw us at what fight sugar and i Ooh, uh the jake paul uh anderson silva fight that's right and uh yeah i've been following you guys since uh, I saw you on the Joe Rogan podcast, people sent me, you talked about Paul Check and putting him on the map. And, you know, I was so grateful because I've been doing the same thing for Paul, really, you know, getting his word out there on holistic health and, you know, helping people as much as possible. And when I heard you guys on there, um, that was really powerful. And so I've been following you guys ever since. Yeah, that's badass. I mean, I, I, I forget where I, I found out about Paul Check, but I, I, I bought his move, how to, his book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And then um, he heard us talking about it on one of his YouTube vlogs. So he sent Sugar and I his Holistic Lifestyle Coaching One program. And my girlfriend and I did that together. And it really kind of, us doing that together it really kind of changed our lives and put us in a on a good path i was already kind of into eating healthy and eating organically but he really breaks it down about the water the good organic food the moving the breathing the sleeping everything and your book ripped at 50 i was i was gandering through it this morning there's just a bunch of good stuff in here just just so much good stuff that we're both into so i was kind of excited to talk to you bro 
Yeah, Paul really helped me, you know, put it all together because I had been studying herbalism and fasting and nutrition as my own digestive issues. And, uh, you know, but I still had a lot of bloating and I, I couldn't get my, my, my muscle tone on, you know, just as, you know, walking out of the bed, you know, in really good shape. And so I'd always have to get into shape. And uh, about five or six years after I started studying with Paul, it all came together and hence the book. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's freaking awesome. And I think so many older people in their 50s, in their 40s, 50s, 60s need this, need this because everyone's like, oh, yeah, they, they don't worry about their health until it's the fucking issue. Yep. It's the problem. And nine out of 10 people are metabolically dysfunctional in, uh, in the United States of America. 70% of the American people are obese or overweight still. And so this is very important information for people. Mm -hmm. because I, I it might have been a couple years ago but i looked up the number one number one cause of death in the united states is heart disease mm -hmm. so i was like sheesh there's a fucking issue there but let's go over a couple of things that can that can help our, our listeners that we've been into for a while from um, um troy's book ripped at 50 first one's ice bath the cold is merciless but righteous don't think about it too much but before you submerge your body in ice water for one to three minutes this death-defying act forces the blood to rush to your vital organs to fight for your very survival it helps balance your hormones strengthen your immune system and test your spiritual foundation learn to be okay with it to be okay in the face of chaos and you will fortify your mind and body a lot of people don't have ice baths, so there's also cold showers. Rolling out of a warm bed into a shower is a healthy way to start the day. Start with your extremities, letting the water splash on your arms and legs, then put your face into the water. Get both sides of your torso, then let the water pound your chest and get your heart pumping. Keep that baby on the cold as possible. <laughs> Just deal with it. Finish by letting the cold water from the crown run from the crown of your head down your spine. This daily dose of medicine helps wipe the sleep from your eyes and invigorate your mind for the day i mean that's hard for people to do because it's just you wake up you're warm and you're comfy and you just got done cuddling with your girl and it's like now i'm willingly going to cause myself some distress but it's just a few minutes of distress for the benefits how long have you been cold plunging well, Paul got me into uh, uh, cold showers uh, right away, so that would have been about uh, 2011, and it wasn't until I started um, having one at my house. That was about 2016, 2017, and starting to get in it consistently. I just got out of an ice bath, actually. Mm -hmm. Me too. And so, yeah, I feel great, you know? And I bring all... I went through a divorce in 2017 and, and uh, just waking up with a lot of anxiety and... Uh, you know, four o'clock in the morning, you know, like, holy shit, you know, divorce, sleeping on my couch, not, not feeling really connected to my family. And, and that hurt, you know, it hurt a lot. And so I would just bring that into the cold shower and I would do breath work as well and really help me get out of my, my head and the anxiety and really get into my body. Mm. And I, I, I got incredible results from it. So, uh, I just keep doing it. And, you know, I hate the ice bath just like anybody else. Right. <laughs> every single morning it doesn't get easier it does get more familiar i get more familiar with the pain and every time i get there just like automatically going through my mind you're like you're okay you're okay just sit here just sit here it's just temporary um each one of these subjects we could talk about for a full podcast but i want to bounce around to a couple different ones this is a good one that i uh, this was in uh, the relationships chapter 
It was talk, talking about when you got divorced from your wife and you had your two kids. Uh, words are easy. Actions are hard. The divorce was final, but it didn't feel like the end of anything. Yuri and I had brought two souls into this world, and like it or not, we were linked together forever. And we still fought about how to raise the kids. I was a disciplinarian. She was permissive or nurturing. Pick your verb. When it was my time to have them... They'd come over to my house. We'd go camping or hang out at the beach or ride bikes or swim in the ocean. Everybody had chores at dinner time. Athena would chop the herbs and sweep the floor. Little Troy did the dishes and took out the trash. One time Yuri came to pick them up and asked them to wait in the car while we had an adult conversation. They're not your maids, Troy, she said. Why are you always making them do chores? They're too young. Ah, gosh. Like, I think being a parent, you just want your kids to do all the nice things, all the nice things. But I've been around so many different people and different kids that their parents did that for them. They did everything. They did their dishes. They did their laundry. They picked up all their shit after them. And now these kids go and live on their own and they can't, they can't live with roommates. They can't really have a good partner because they're just bucking heads all the time because they've never were taught to pick up after themselves or never were taught to do the dishes or clean. Um, I thought that one was that that one was really good because I think a lot of people deal with that, and I'm sure it's hard as a a parent to be the disciplinarian when the other one's the one like, oh, do whatever you want, have have your fun. But she also calls me now with the many challenges, and I present her with possible solutions, and then she, you know, she likes. You know, I don't want to put my ex-wife in a bad light whatsoever, but she she offers a little bit, you know, of excuses, and I'm like, you can have you know, your desires or you can have your excuses, but you can't have both. And so I like to administer my kids, a, you know, a heavy dose of tough shit, you know, and, and, and not, you know, make their life difficult um, to the extreme or abuse them or any, by any means, but really offer them, you know, hey, it's tough shit, you know, make your bed, wash your dishes, clean your bathroom, because when you get out in the world, nobody's going to do that for you. And there is going to be other heavy doses of tough shit. You're going to get fired from a job, end of relationship. And so the more resilient you can be uh, in your younger years, that's going to teach you how to be strong outside. And that's all I'm doing is cultivating you know, um, awake adults. I'm cultivating adults is really what I'm doing. Yeah, and I, th I think just definitely if you're just coddling your kid every single position, never making them do chores, never making them do You're really doing them a disservice. Mm -hmm. You really are. You're setting them up to just not be self-sufficient as an adult. Um, another one in this relationship chapter I like, um, you were talking about your gratitude journal and your, your 100 days of the gratitude journal, but you, you were saying all the things you were grateful for. We'll start with one. I'm grateful for the emotional abuse I, I endured as it helped me focus on being a better father i am grateful for growing up on the street as it made me strong i'm grateful for my fa father dropped me off on the side of the street as it taught me how to be resilient i'm grateful for my upbringing as it helped me understand that everyone has a shadow including me um there's paragraphs between this too but i like this you went off on all the bad things that happened in your life but then you were talking about how you're grateful for them how they turned them turned you into who you are now yeah, uh, the principle that I like to call it is collapsing the wave as in quantum mechanics. Um, so when you bring light to the negativity, um, it neutralizes it. And so, uh, and I think there's power in that. And so um, I think too often, 
you know, I can get caught up, we can get caught up in, you know, fuck this, fuck that, you know, this is a problem. And then, hey, let's find some gratitude. Let's find the silver lining and, um, and really find the blessings in that because this is a blessed life. And when we can understand that, the difficulties uh, become easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's weird because you almost have to go through that hard, tough shit and come out of it to even realize that. Yeah, otherwise we can play the victim, and that's so in vogue today. Mm, right. <laughs> and, and it's disgusting to see on the internet of you know, really playing the victim. We are the victory in the light, is my understanding. You know, this is a spiritual game, and uh, the more we can stay out of um, victim consciousness and... Uh, and really accept it because let's face it, as my meditation teacher said, you know, so many times the things that we want in life or crave, they don't happen. And then who are you then? You know, the, the, the things that we want in life don't happen and the things that we don't want to happen, happen. Mm-hmm. And so can we work with acceptance and understanding? You know, at least that's where my spiritual rubber meets the road. You know, how much understanding, acceptance, forgiveness, um, really that level of of understanding because because I don't want to be jaded, right? I went through a divorce. I don't want to be jaded about women. You know, my parents, um, they had their own challenges. And uh, I, I'm so grateful because how else would this have galvanized me into the human being that I, that I am right now? And so I just keep showing up for myself and for life. Yeah, I mean, and who knows how many people, how many people your books have helped. Or, or your YouTube, your YouTube's pretty popping. How many people and how many people you've saved from your YouTube and your book going through the experiences you went through? I mean, it's, uh, I'm so grateful to hear, you know, people write me, you know, their 90 year old grandmother, you know, has been helped by the Qigong or uh, just ideas. People walk up to me, where was I? I was just in Vegas this weekend. And uh, I go over to, to Lifetime and guy walked up to me and he's like, I'm just so grateful for you. And uh, that happens to me here in, in, in Scottsdale as well. Somebody thanked me the other day for just bringing the energy to Scottsdale. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm just being myself, so I don't really think I'm doing anything. But, mm. to, but to have those types of accolades um, come up to me off the street... Again, I'm just so I'm so grateful to be alive and to be able to share anything. Uh, yeah, and Paul Paul talked about that too. He's like, even when Sean and I went to visit him at his place, he just says, "You guys have a platform. Like, you guys have the ability to help a lot of people." Yes, and I, that's kind of stuck with me ever since he said that. So I'm enjoying spreading the good word. Uh, finally, I started getting. I mean, we've we've had we've ordered water to our house for a while but it was always in the plastic but mm-hmm. finally we said fuck it we're gonna pay the 30 dollars per five gallon and, and order the mountain valley spring water mm-hmm. where do you get your water from uh i go up to sedona uh occasionally i have um a reverse osmo- uh, reverse osmosis machine in my house and then filtration system in my house which does need to be changed and you know the filters need to be changed out and then i have uh, two devices that restructure water i have a vitalizer which i've had for 15 years it uh, throws it over a vortex or a tornado over a uh, coral calcium charge so rocks from the ocean and then um, i have a molecular hydrogen machine that a brother 
who had 300 tumors, prayed to God and said, if you heal me, I'll, I'll get out there and proselytize for you, God. And he sent me a $2,500 machine. I don't, I don't, I don't sell them, and, and I don't even think he sells them, but it's the Lourdes Hydroflex. Um, and it's the most studied molecule on the planet, and it has over 1,000 peer-reviewed studies. So I have those two devices, and then I also use ionic minerals. Um, to restructure the water and mineralize the water because it's not just about the water and the hydration it's about the mineralization yeah that's why i'm curious when you do the reverse osmosis do you add stuff back in it yeah either the vitalizer restructures the water and adds minerals the ionic minerals or the hydrogen machine all do, all does that mm -hmm. so you got some powerful water going <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> right? Household water. The quality of the water that you put on your body in baths and showers is also important. Our skin has a higher absorption rate than the linings in our of our stomach, and we need to be mindful of what we allow ourselves to come in contact with. I've installed the quadruple filtration system in my home. This reverse osmosis system filters out many contaminants in my mutable water supply to help keep my family safe. Um, I'm hoping to get a new water filter for my showers and stuff. Yeah, I got the guy, Billy Ozone. He's been doing ozone treatments. He's in town here? He is in Los Angeles, but he works kind of with the celebrities who who's who out there. I think he did Gwyneth Paltrow's system. But I met him in San Francisco in the 90s, and he was living in the Castro and helping a lot of guys that uh, had AIDS at the time. And so he's been working with ozone filtration systems. Um, that's where I get my shower filters from, Billy Ozone. I'm going to have to hit him up. Yeah, yeah. Drinking water, drinking the purest water possible is just as important as eating the highest quality natural organic foods. It is essential. For my drinking water, I have artesian spring water delivered in glass containers. Artesian spring water is filtered through the earth for thousands of years and becomes naturally mineralized in the process. When considering the cost of glass containers over plastic, remember that water is the most powerful solvent on earth. Water that sits in plastic, especially where light is present, can introduce exen xenoestrogens as the name implies you know estrogens come from external sources but are similar enough to estrogens to confuse your body the xenoestrogens can disrupt reproduction and other natural processes and they can block receptor sites everybody wants the testosterone but they they don't know that they're poisoning their themselves with xenoestrogens and phytoestrogens like soy as well so it really comes down to balancing the hormones and and I wonder how many problems in people's lives have are, are coming. They, that's the last place they're looking is what water they're drinking. They're drinking some shitty water. Maybe they're drinking even tap water from the city and they're having all these health problems or anxiety or all, all these different things. And they're trying to find all these answers. It could be coming from the water, right? Absolutely. And this isn't a license to become neurotic either because that's also going to lower uh, your testosterone and imbalance your hormones. What do you mean? A, a license to become neurotic? Well, because water, you know, it goes into detail many different things. So do the best you can. Reverse osmosis is probably optimal, but from there, treat your water. But that doesn't mean, like, for example... If you're dehydrated, it's going to affect your brain. If tap water is all that you have available from some municipal water uh, fountain, then drink that. If you're exercising, you're out, you're in the desert, or even you're hot on the beach or whatever, feed your brain in that real time. Don't wait until you're completely dehydrated. Um, that can cause other problems. So 
the thing is, is with nutrition and water, what I see a lot of my followers and clients do is they'll get neurotic and they'll say, you know, oh, this problem and that problem. You know, drink water out of plastic if you have to. Drink tap water if you have to. But work your lifestyle around finding optimization around your water. And that education process may take a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love that the, the Paul's advice was the same as you do the best you can. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't eat organic, maybe um, just do the best you can. Maybe eat some things organic and do the best you can with where you're at. Um, I, I still want to get one of those pH testers from like the pool store to just check the pH, even on the mountain valley and stuff, just to give it a good test. Because the pH the drips right it kind of mm -hmm. tells you what ph your water is i need to start doing that and the ultimate is really how it makes you feel look in the mirror in the toilet bowl or my diagnostic test is, you know for the yeah. most part did you fucking explode all over the toilet bowl <laughs> well maybe something's not digesting right right yeah uh and, and quality food i mean the importance of quality food we try to talk about that all the fucking time Try to talk about that all the time, and the same th same thing. Just do the best you can. What do you think about these like these uh, people like a carnivore MD that are purists on one on one diet? Again, that goes for extreme neurosis, uh, especially if you don't have his education and his lifestyle, and you've figured out a few things and you're navigating it. The other thing is, is he's in partnership with uh, Liver King, and Liver King, you know, he's got some good information, but he's on twelve thousand dollars worth of steroids every month, and he wasn't telling people that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a bait and switch. Take everything that you see on the internet with a grain of salt. Do the best you can, and start moving towards, um, you know, optimization for yourself. There's lifestyle factors. You know, I can sort, I live in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I know where to source, you know, good food, grass-fed meats, high-quality eggs, etc. You go to Alabama or Arkansas, it's not available. There are not Whole Foods, you know, on every street corner. You're eating your cousin for all you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, do the best you can. Wrap your mind around it. There's plenty of... Uh, you know, frozen meat companies, North Star Bison will ship directly to your house. You can uh, work with a grass-fed farmer or go to Joel Salatin's farm, Polyface Farms out in Shenandoah Valley. Go on his website, order it directly from his farms. My superfood store has organic food that we've been growing on uh, volcanic ash beds for over 30 years. So there are some farmer direct that you can get mail order. The other stuff, you know, just do the best you can. Work towards that reverse osmosis system in, in your house. Get a shower filter. Maybe shower less. You know, people are worried about, you know, soaps. And again, Carnivore MD is putting out good information. He talks about the phthalates in, in your soaps and how he doesn't use... Um, and same with Liver King, like putting out good information. They do have good information on the primal lifestyle. It's just, you know, I like to hold the bar high. And if you're on $12,000 worth of steroids, it may not be the desiccated liver that they're trying to sell. And so just the invitation is always to go deeper. Yeah. And with the reverse osmosis, like don't go to the gas station, get distilled or, or wherever and reverse osmosis and chug the whole thing. Get your reverse osmosis, maybe put some Celtic sea salt in it get some minerals in it and then charge up, right? Yeah, that's very that's very simple. Celtic sea salt is available, real salt, which is a mine from Utah, it's available uh, commercially in most of the food stores. Uh, 
drop a pinch in there and and that's going to help you mineralize again it's not just necessarily the water it's the mineralization with the water you want to hold those minerals and the hydration in the body yeah sweet and then another good tip i got from the hlc course is just i i just googled organic foods organic farms near me and mm-hmm. that popped up so is there some organic farms in scottsdale um I'm not sure about the 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 local sourcing. Um, I usually either there's a there's a butcher in Arcadia I know that has uh, local grass fed stuff, but the Whole Foods near my house has excellent source. Oh God, that place is dangerous for the chicks also. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Holy I, smokes! I love it over there. And you have to also navigate, you know, the highest quality for yourself. Try it, test it, try the grass fed. Um, not everything is 100% over there. They also have uh, farmed fish. And so source the best. Their wild fish a lot of times is frozen. So test things out. See how it tastes. But what I tell uh, my clients and followers is that uh, you need a lot less because people complain about the price. But when it comes to nutrition, when you're eating high quality, you need a lot less in the calories. Um and so it, it makes a huge difference, and you can feel that in your body as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, it's crazy because the more in tune you get with yourself, the more you start eating organically, you start sleeping good. It's crazy how just the littlest shit can upset your body. You, you have some corn syrup, and you're like, what the fuck? I feel just sluggish or shitty all of a sudden. Um, do you do coffee? I do do coffee right now, but I like to rotate off of it. Paul Check helped me out with that as well. Um, the coffee bean trick. So you take a handful of coffee beans, you chew maybe three first thing in the morning, maybe a couple more before 11 a.m. Chew them and swallow them. Chew them and swallow them. Uh, Dark roasted organic uh, uh, beans are best. It has more fat in them to help the caffeine metabolize slower. Then within three to four days, you wean yourself off the beans and then you're off caffeine without the body aches, without the headaches. And so I've been doing that for years. I go off caffeine for two or three years at a time. I'm currently on uh, one cup of coffee um, uh, for the last three years or so. And I got to watch it because I burned myself out on caffeine as well. And uh, Andrew Huberman, Huberman Labs just came out with a viral video. There's a hormone or something that is in your receptor sites when you wake up. And after 90 minutes, that gets released. And if you put the caffeine in after that 90 minutes, there's less of a yo-yo crash. And so I tried that. It worked. Thank God for the internet. Right. And because uh, I was burning out, I was waking up first thing in the morning, having that cup of coffee, 11 a.m., all of a sudden I'm burned out. I feel like a nap. And so... Um, that 90 minute thing just really helped for me. And I do prefer to be off caffeine. I'm 57 years old now. And um, after having kids, you kind of get really tired and worn out. And so I really fine tuned my relationship uh, with caffeine. So one cup a day is, is not that bad for me right now. I bet, I bet like when you take those, that big long break and then you have your first cup back, I bet you're just fired up. Well, that's the issue with that drug, you know? It's like <laughs> you go off it and you're like, wow, I feel so much better. And then, you know, two, three years later, you have that one espresso and you're like, wow, this is the Ooh. greatest drug on the planet. How do you how do you usually make your espresso? Uh, currently, I'm just going to Whole Foods and those guys over there uh, make it for me. 
And so, uh, again, with the whole neurosis element, you know, do I want perfection or do I just want, you know, a good quality caffeine mm-hmm. buzz first thing in the morning? And so I'll go over to Whole Foods and they pour a nice drink for me. Nice. Um, what about marijuana? Do you do marijuana much? Uh I did a good run during coronavirus. I did three solid years, and of course, I have a vaporizer as well. And I love the tobacco. And uh, where do you get your tobacco, real quick? I, I really want to try the tobacco with the weed in my volcano. I uh, I think my team gets it from uh, Pipes Paul and cigars. Pipes and Cigars, which is Paul Check's place in San Diego. I got to get some of that. Yeah, it's Peter Stokeby. So I wonder if I could order it. Do you think? could order it yeah we'll get you the information for you know but i gotta warn people out there tobacco is powerful it's a powerful spirit and nicotine is a powerful drug and so i don't recommend it that's why i don't talk about it that much but yes i have a vaporizer i love tobacco right my relationship with tobacco and the tobacco spirit's powerful i uh i I worked in the amazon for many years and I, i brought back the nicotina rustica which is the most powerful tobacco on the planet but it's highly addicting, you know, like caffeine. And so, you know, really watch it. Um, and, you know, you can use it for prayer. You can use it to ground you. Uh, you can use it to clear negative spirits is what the, uh, the, the shamans have always used it for. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, is that me? Shit. Someone's giving you a jingle. <laughs> yeah. Usually I have everything turned off as well. Because usually, I mean, people, people, a lot of my listeners probably are younger and, and think nicotine and tobacco, they're thinking of cigarettes. But we're talking about a pure tobacco, a clean tobacco. Yeah, I think everything comes down to quality right now. So if you're talking about tobacco, if you're talking about food, get the highest quality that you can. Tobacco is a sacred plant. The use of tobacco traditionally was to ground you and to clear negative energy. And that's the shaman's use of tobacco. It's very effective at doing that. And so, um, and I run a lot of hot energy. I'm around a lot of people. And so tobacco is my ally. I'm very clear on that. Also, I understand that nicotine and tar can build up in the lungs. So of course I use the vaporizer. And then I like to cycle off things just like caffeine. And so um, currently I'm in the process of cycling off of it. And uh, it, you know, it feels good for me. I'm, I'm pretty dangerous when I'm clear. And I started smoking weed. Uh, my wife and I, we got back together in 2019. We did an ayahuasca ceremony in, uh, in Costa Rica. And ayahuasca really helped her get clear and... and uh, and see her participation in our relationship. And that was one of the uh, elements that helped us get back together. And, uh, and then, you know, I have a hot temper. Uh, I got a lot of energy. And so uh, smoking a little bit of marijuana helped cool my jets and really make me just be a little bit more docile around the family. And, and so, uh, you know, and then coronavirus, you know, lockdowns, and, and I had a lot of time on my hands. And so uh, I really started enjoying the process of marijuana and uh, the tobacco. And so, and after three years of a strong run on that, I'm ready to cycle off of that. That's pretty badass that you do the, the cycles on and off and stuff. So if I, if I did a little mix of, I found some really clean tobacco and a little mix of marijuana, what kind of feeling does the tobacco give you? Very grounding and clearing. It's very strong for me. Um, and I like to mix some flowers and, and some other uh, herbs and plants. Paul has the best recipe for that. And he's actually been making some uh, 
vaporizing plants uh, videos recently. Do you, so is there a certain temp that you need to um, for the vaporizer do the tobacco at? Um, I, again, I try different temps, different different temps, and really see how my lungs you know, absorb it and, and take it in. And so it's really has to do with consciousness. It's not this or that bad or good um, because everything serves a purpose. And uh, I realized that doing shamanic medicine in South America back in 2008, because I partied a lot as a model um, and really had to sober up. And then I found myself in uh, Vilcabamba, um, Ecuador, and I was working with San Pedro with a shaman. And uh, he offered me four cups that night and uh, the ceremony didn't end after about 12 hours and the, the mountains were moving. And so I know what's gonna calm my nervous system, what's commercially available, it's gonna calm my nervous system. I was staying at a hotel. And so I hadn't had a drink in about eight years and I went down to the bar and I gra grabbed a couple of beers and sure enough, my nervous system was very calmed down. I had my son at the time, my daughter, my wife went out for a, uh, um, she just went to go run an errand and my son was crying and the, the mountains were moving and breathing. That was, that was from San Pedro? That was from San Pedro. Yeah, I had four cups of San Pedro and uh, you know I'm always trying to look for enlightenment right. in a shamanic ceremony. So I said, I figure more is better. And the mountains were breathing and my son was, was, was crying and my nervous system was all jacked up and I'd been up all night. And so I just went down to the bar and got a couple beers and sure enough, it, it, it calmed my nervous system. And what I realized on that psychedelic experience is all substance serves purpose depending on you know uh, what your use for it is um, and then your relationship with it. And so, and then after that, I didn't have another drink. It's not like I just went out and started partying again. Yeah. And so uh, that was my experience um, at that time. And so all substance serves purpose. And so when you have respect and reverence for it, it's a different relationship than just complete debauchery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared to do one. I'm, I'm not scared. I'm excited because I know I definitely want to do one of those ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff. Um, what are those like? Well, um, they can be extremely powerful. They can be extremely euphoric for some people. Um, it can be a walk through hell for other people. And the shamans in the Amazon, they say those are usually the best ceremonies because if you can walk through hell, then everything else is gravy. So it might bring you back to whatever trauma you had at a younger time? Sure. Offer you a glimpse of the life that you're living and the future that... Um, may be in front of you and so uh it's an opportunity to wake up you know some some people get really caught up on the stories on the internet of seeing the angels and you know having that euphoric experience um but i don't like to mislead people because they could go down to the amazon or drink ayahuasca here in north america and have a very powerful guttural you know soul drenching experience and so um it's not child's play. I've been yeah. teaching people that for years. I've got 17 years of content on the internet about ayahuasca and it's not child's play. It's to be respected and revered and it will teach you. And you can also do micro doses. A lot of cancer patients I would see in the Amazon working with the shamans and they would give them homeopathic dosages. They would give them small uh, amounts of it 
and uh, but the ikaros and the songs and being in ceremony uh, is usually enough, you know. And that's why I put the ikaros um, on my YouTube channel. The songs you can just put your headphones on and go back and listen to it as a meditation. And uh, it has the power of ayahuasca that sings the songs through the chakras. And so I recommend starting there, you know, watching those uh, those videos, those ikaros. And I have a playlist on my YouTube channel. And, you, you know, anybody can listen to it from there. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I think it's been about six, seven years that I've kind of learned about biohacking. And I started listening to Ben Greenfield a little bit. Um, what kind of biohacking and stuff do you do each day do you do you have like what's your sleep like and do you have a chili pad do you have any of these things i um i try and keep everything based in nature right biohacking in nature is free and this is where it all comes from anyhow so i like the i like the creek in sedona i go up there as much as i can jump in that my sleep is optimized i get to bed as best i can 10 p.m you know, and I'm a modern day warrior. I'm on the cell phones. I'm on social media. Um, I work a lot on that. So those electromagnetic radiation, you know, that's around me. So I do need to get out in the sunlight, do need to get out grounding, get out early in the morning, pump my body, pump, the, you know, the, the pump for your lymphatic fluids. And I like to say that uh, the purpose of exercise is to move your lymph a stagnant body of water turns into a cesspool. So if you want cancer problems, don't move your body, sit on the couch. And so I like to get my body out there every morning, move my body, whether that's walking or going and pumping weights. And then uh, as much nature as I possibly can, you know, getting out on the trails. I live near the McDowell Mountains. So getting out there, I like barefoot walking and the rocks are sharp here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so all that, you know, acupuncture goes right up into my meridians and my feet. So I like that. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time with my children. I have electric bikes. And when I was in Los Angeles for 25 years, I lived on the beach primarily so I could have a walking lifestyle or a bicycle lifestyle. I could go out to the beach. There's no cars on there. And I could go down to Gold's Gym. And that was a big part of my lifestyle is being outside in the sun, moving my body all day, every day, which is the way we used to roll as hunter-gatherers, the body is designed to move, not be stagnant and sitting in cars and at desks and shutting down our hip flexors and mm -hmm. the glutes go right after that. And so movement is medicine is, uh, is how I like to roll. Hell yeah. So what's the average, you're 57 now, what's the average day of eating look like? Do you wake up and eat first thing or? Yeah, I don't like to eat. In fact, that's that's kind of, you know, my career. I was a Versace model back in the day. I had that. Really? Yeah. Dang. I said, um, so I was living in Milan and I used to bloat. Did that come with a lot of chicks? <laughs> I mean, I've always had tons of chicks around me, you That's know, badass. and I'm not a player. That's the thing. I'm not a player. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like women. I like to talk to them. And where I'm at at 57 is, you know, I've been celibate for the last two years. I've had a little bit of challenges and once you have two, sex with two years celibate two years celibate once you have sex with a with a woman well first of all you know i got divorced at 50 and then i thought whoa free lunch sex tinder bumble wow this is new because before uh i got married there was no social media there was no phones right no cell phones in your back pocket 
So all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, free lunch. Let's go out and bone some chicks and mm-hmm. have a good time. Well, I was 50 at the time, and and I I had a business. I had a family. book just came out. My children. Yeah, the book came out when I was 53, actually. And so um, I was working on the book at the time. But I had a lot of responsibilities. And all of a sudden, you don't text a girl back. They get all emotionally charged. And so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't need this much responsibility. Let me just pull back. And that's how I got back with my wife at the time, because I think I did about a year of celibacy uh, after a year of debauchery and then a year of celibacy. And then I got back with my, my, my ex-wife. And um, this time around as well, you know, I started dating girls and I have a little bit more celebrity and fame right now. And, uh, you know, people want to steal from you and then people want to cause problems in your life or, or, you know, say this thing or that thing. And so I just cut it all off. And so uh, it's just one more stress and one more, um, thing that I didn't have to deal with. And so I just went celibate. And uh, and what was the process of that like? So say so you, you're used to fucking chicks all the time and then you get horned up. Well, I was never you, a player. Let's be clear yeah. on that. I've always liked a relationship, uh-huh. although I've had my fair share of sleeping around, you yeah. know? And then so you decide you're going to go celibate one day and then two days come down, down the road, come and then you're horny again. And then how do you counter those thoughts? Well... Um, just jay it, <laughs> you know, and I practice sexual Kung Fu as well. So I like to hold my seed in, right? And sexual Kung Fu, sexual Kung Fu, Tantra, really just culting, cultivating your energy internally. Uh, there's exercises, especially for men. And if you look at the statistics on prostate cancer, it's a good idea to play with your junk. I've got some viral videos and I'm, I'm on a Netflix show right now with ball slapping, so just smacking your balls up, smacking your balls up. I learned that from uh, Rhino Ryan Hughes, the motocross champion of the world. And uh, he sent me a video one time and he's no homo. And I was like, what the hell is this shit? He was slapping his balls and I tried it. And I was like, holy fucking shit. And then what, is I, it, what does it do? So it builds testosterone and it brings energy into that area. So prostate cancer, men over 60, pretty much you're going to die if... Uh, there's a high chance of probability you're going to die of prostate cancer right now just because the sediment and the toxins go into your pelvic floor and they rest down there. If you're not bringing the circulation, so in Chinese methodology, which is 5,000 years old, everything's about qi, energy, lymph flow, blood flow, circulation. And so, uh, and your ligaments, you've got a ligament that goes from your tongue down into your genitals, through your heart into your genitals. So there's exercises to keep all that supple um, and so, or to keep it flowing. And so I learned some of those exercises. I studied with uh, uh, some coaches that work with Montak Chia. He's probably the foremost guy on sexual Kung Fu and internal, it's basically uh, uh, internal energy through your organs, uh, and then, of course, your reproductive organs. This is where the uh, most powerful creativity comes from. As human beings, we have the power to create life. And so when you cultivate that energy properly, uh, you have less problems. Women get cysts down there as well. And so you'll see them talking about the jade eggs and steaming the yoni and just really taking care of your genitals, giving it some attention because you can have problems down there. And so... Um, What's Sugar. We're talking about uh, sexual kung fu. Sexual kung fu is because uh, uh, 
But Troy here was a Versace model at one time, and then he decided to go celibate, so he practiced sexual kung fu. And I'm I'm curious to look into that. So you you just take that that horny energy and you try to do something else with it. Well, you bring it up your spine into your third eye and create. Right? We have the power of the creator inside of us. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, written in the I think 20s, chapter 11 is. Um, all on uh, cultivation of your sexual energy. So when you, you when you're busting two three times a day, you're losing that creative energy. Oh fucking a! Two or three times a day, man. That's oh, <laughs> you're just emptying all your your powers. Shit. Yeah, and 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 there's balance to that, right? So the pendulum swings both ways. So if you go to complete abstinence then the pendulum can swing to complete debauchery. So I like to keep it balanced. Maybe bust a nut, you know, once or twice a month if I can. And <laughs> But you guys are a lot younger than me, so yeah. have at it, you know? But at least you heard the conversation now, right? So you can start cultivating that energy, yes. you know, as you move into your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yeah, and then, so that's, that's a good one I'll check out, is the sexual kung fu. Well, fighters do that anyways, right? Don't you hold your seed? Not everybody. Some people do. There's been times I've been, I've, I've, I've fucked hours before walking to the cage and still whoop some ass. So <laughs> it could be different. It's hard to say. But after a good couple busts, I mean, one day if you do bust two, sometimes three, it's like you do feel a little empty. Yeah, yeah. And so it's all about energy. So however you cultivate it. And also it's all about human experiment, right? It's the same thing with the weed or the caffeine. You know, you, you play around with it and you respect it. And you know that it's got powerful energy, especially when it comes to tobacco or sex. And then, you know, this is a human experiment. Everyone's on a spiritual journey. So play, play with the energy. Understand it a little bit more. The best thing that you can do is have understanding. And so especially of your sexual energy and how to channel that properly. And so I think Tesla was also celibate, you know, to build all his inventions and really download that information. And so it's just a tool in the toolbox. Sometimes you go for this, sometimes you go for that. And so for me, you know, to stay out of trouble, um, <laughs> you know, so, so I'm, you know, I'm looking for that traditional woman that does want to have children because I want to have more kids. I'm here to create a legacy. And so I have two amazing children right now. One's playing hockey. He's, that's why I'm here in Scottsdale. And, uh, and then uh, my daughter's 12 as well. And, you know, raising kids in the TikTok world, you know, that's a big challenge. And so I talk to them straight. I teach them straight. I talk to them straight. My daughter's getting 12 right now. She has ballet class. She starts talking about fat, fat thighs and body dysmorphia. And I'm like, cut that shit. You know, yeah, it's brutal. like you're, you're talented, you're smart, you're intelligent, you have gifts, you know, mm -hmm. don't get caught up in the dysfunction. And, and then she doesn't want to hear it. Dad, I don't want to hear that anymore. Tough shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get to hear it because this is the world we live in. Yeah. And so, How do you, because so many people just have so many, just for, for you being able to quit caffeine, being able to quit weed, being able to go celibate, all this stuff, that takes some serious fucking discipline. And that's what I think just people have such issues with they're just such pussies in their head and maybe pussy isn't a good a good word but their lack of discipline and lack of control over themselves did really did a lot of that come from meditation well meditation helped but so did all the pain and discomfort from the pain and not having the life that i wanted the emotional pain um you know breaking the curse of generational poverty 
stuff like that and really looking in my mirror, looking in the mirror and looking in the toilet bowl, the best diagnostic tools I know and saying, you know, what do I want? And being frustrated, being frustrated, being broke, being frustrated, being sick and tired. And so, uh, and, you know, just saying enough. I got exposed to black mold as well, which is extremely dangerous and it affects the respiratory. How long were you exposed to the black mold? 2010 to 2013. And the place was nuked. If I walked back in that building today, I could feel it. The wow. Arcadia Ice Den, where my son was playing, and I signed him up for a team. He got sick within, uh, you know, three... <coughs> He got sick uh, three times in a month. I told him one more time and I'm pulling you off that ice. I walked in there in September because it rained in September right when I moved here and I could just feel the mold in there and it's ice in the desert. So, and you know, uh, landlords, they, they don't keep buildings up. And so it's, it's, a, it's a business for them. And so uh, these buildings can get contaminated. So I've been re-exposed actually since I've been down here. Um, and so... I had chronic fatigue. I had autoimmune, right? People look at you, they're, what's wrong with you, you know? And so I, after a while, I was just like, I have to get it up here and I have to heal myself. And there's nothing worse than being, you know, an athletic person that likes his health to be, you know, completely drained. You can't get out of the bed um, and other, you know, respiratory issues. And so I just got it in my head and... Uh, you know, went for health on every single level. That's how I learned a lot of these things. And so uh, you deal with enough pain, you look in that mirror and you want something else, you'll, you'll do anything. Yeah. But then there's some people out there that are just, just they find the weed or they find the prescription pills and then that's just their easy answer to just numb it. And they don't have the discipline like you or someone to just change in a healthy way. They take the easy route. And I don't know really... I don't know if you're born with that or where that comes from. No, I just say bring the pain, you know, go deeper, feel that pain, look in that mirror. When you're sick and tired of the bullshit, you'll dig deep down into your soul and you'll do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that you can change. Anybody can change. I, everyone's got the sum total of greatness and the sum total of darkness in their soul. And what do you want to express? If you've done the darkness road for, for a while, flip that coin over. Let's go for the greatness because you have it in you. I believe in every single human being out there. I know because I've come from nothing. Yeah, it's a lot of the stories in your book. I mean, fucking good, dude. Really good. So, I mean, thanks. To that, we're about right at an hour. I feel like we could talk again. We'll definitely have to do it again. Yeah. It's yeah. good to meet you. Are you going to plan on staying in Scottsdale for a while? Yeah, I just talked to my son yesterday. We're probably going to put him in a prep academy for um, his last two high school years. So I'm here for at least a year and a half. Sweet, dude. You ever tried any jujitsu? I have. I learned from uh, a family friend of Hicks and Gracie's. He was Hoxson's best friend. Uh, he was up in Sedona. And so at 56 years old, I started my jujitsu career. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we got some older guys here too, and we got a we have an awesome group here you're welcome here as much as you want thank you so much and i talked to my son when he's done with his prep academy in march uh we're gonna get him back into uh jujitsu and so we'll definitely come out there i've already been talking to him about this i also was talking to my girlfriend earlier i was like maybe i could talk to troy maybe he could come out to and help me build a, a rock water charger yeah that sounds good i like that stack some rocks stack some rocks hit a cold plunge 
My my girls got horses. Ah, they're race horses, so we better not get on those. But <laughs> we should do that. That sounds great, dude. Hell yeah! Well, thanks so much for coming on, uh, guys. Check them out. Ripped at fifty. Maybe you could buy this book for your uh, parents or. I mean, there's so many 50-year-olds out there that just act old, and they just, oh, I'm 50. I'm old now. I don't do things. I just sit here and be fat. Well, the thing is, is I wrote that book for men, women, old, young, healthy, or sick. That applies to everyone. They're mm -hmm. foundation principles, hydration, nutrition, nature, relationships. And the most important, especially for men, is chapter one, your legacy. You need to do north to get yourself out of bed every day. Dude, fucking good shit. Certified Health Nut on YouTube and Certified Health Nut on Instagram. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much, Tim. All right, love y'all. Bye-bye.